Make sure your hubs don't have grease leaking or anything like your that. Your blinker fluid, always check <laughs> your blinker fluid. <laughs> you know, be you low know, on them, blinker Them piston fluid. bangers, make sure you service those. Yep, yep. You know, your twang bar. Okay, mic on. Is your mic on? Oh, sorry, I was, just, yeah, I was getting choked out by the mic. <laughs> don't choke yourself, please. Hey guys, what's going on? It's uh, your host, Caleb Taylor, alongside Nick Marsh. We are sitting here in Nick's house on Cedar Island Lake, Michigan. Uh, we're just going to kind of shoot it around today, talk a little bit. Uh, Nick's got a big tournament coming up, his last college event on Chesapeake, nope, Potomac no. River in Maryland. And Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> same thing, but different. Eh, same. <laughs> yeah, it'll be exciting. Headed out to uh, Potomac here, leaving Friday. Uh, we're gonna be out there for just about a week, but um, man, it's kind of sad. It's like an end of an era, man. It's the last college tournament ever. I mean, and I haven't been in a tournament in a while, so I'm I'm kind of bumming. But uh, no, I mean it, it should be a good event. Um, you know, I heard some weights that came out of like a BFL this last week, and I think the guy won with like 23 or 24 pounds. So that's uh, so dying bag. That's a dying bag. So uh, it should be fun. I mean. You know, a lot of grass, a lot of flipping, and, uh, you know, maybe some swim baits, swim jigs, senkos, just, you know, typical grass baits, but uh, it sounds like there's a ton of fish in it. Um, I've never fished Potomac. I've been on the Chesapeake. Uh, that's where I qualified for nationals one year uh, when they were doing the regionals for FLW. Um, but, yeah, it should be good, man. But, but uh, so, yeah, you're up in Michigan. What is going on? Fellas, I'm in Michigan. I'm up for the week. Um, for those of you who may have heard or haven't heard, Nick and I are working on some youth uh, programs for the summer, uh, some ideas that I've had for a couple of years, uh, branching off of camp-style stuff and really getting in-depth, trying to teach the youth about fishing. So up here working about that, establishing some connections, working with people, uh, local businesses. So it's been a good week. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with that. We think it's going to do really well and uh we're looking yeah. forward to it so let's let's get back to the potomac river here and let's talk a little bit about that tournament let's talk about pre-tournament prep because that's always a big question i get is how do you prepare for a tournament what are you doing to find stuff out um how do you know where to start i mean it, it's like an ocean out there yeah. i mean it's a big river system <laughs> as jack hippie would say <laughs> like, as jack hippie would say it's like a it's, it's like ocean. a freaking ocean it's an out ocean here. man so, so Nick, for the for the guys listening, break it down. How are you breaking down the Potomac River? Um, what did you look for, and where did you go to find that information that you wanted to put yourself in a position to to start practice, knowing you had a game plan? Well, you know, first off, um, you know, it's been a while since I fished a tournament, so um, you know, there's kind of some nerves going into it, even with the prepping and all that, because. You're just kind of like, man, I don't want to forget anything. I want to make sure I've got everything, all the, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you just want to make sure that everything is taken care of on the uh, on the front end as much as you can. And um, things are a little bit different this time, um, not only because of the, the lag time between tournaments for me, but, um, you know, as Caleb, as you know, and a, and a few other guys, I'm sure that are uh, that are listening, you know, I just purchased my first boat. Um, so I just bought a uh, 2017 Nitro Z21. Um pretty awesome got that from a good buddy of ours sam lentz um so it's kind of it's nerving because instead of using some of the school equipment now i've got my own rig got all my own tackle and so i'm kind of like a little bit apprehensive about taking that thing that far um 
So, you know, that's a little bit different. But as far as, like, the on-the-water stuff goes, I mean, Caleb, you know, you, you get online and just, like, you're, like, scavenging for anything that you can. Um, obviously, I was saying there's a BFL not too long ago, so I was on the BFL there looking at all the weights, looking at how guys caught them, you know, the top five patterns. Um, and then you go back, and I think the biggest thing nowadays is, like, YouTube. I mean, everyone gets sure. on YouTube. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yep, yep. So, so, so – uh, I thought that was a good point there. You went and checked the most recent tournament, you know, tournaments out there to see what the winning weights are. Because in a tournament like this, especially the national championship, you've got to know what you're going to look for to win. Because second place gets a pat on the back and maybe a little scholarship money. But first place is where it's at. That You get to the Forestwood Cup. You get to the, the BFL. Yep. uh all-American thing, right? Doesn't is that second place team now that goes to the BFL All-American? They kind of changed it this year. Honestly, I don't know. To be honest, off the top of my head, I can't remember if it's the All-American. I know that, like previously, you know, the guys that a winning team they would fish off against each other, and one would go to the cup. Right. I believe now they both go to the cup. Is what oh, I understand. Right. Yeah, I isn't think that it? It's either this year or next year that happens. They both yeah. go to the cup, and then third and fourth. Uh, or second place, those two guys go to the All-American, I think. Uh, that could be, too. I, yeah, they've so. kind of got some new incentives in there this year, which are kind of cool. So Right. Um, but but regardless, yeah. if you ain't first, you're last, because that's, that's, right. that's where the big stuff is. That's what can make your career launch you into fishing. So, like you said, you figure out what you need to shoot for to win and not, you know, the top ten. You, you're looking at those top two, three guys, what their bags are, right. and – and and so you find that stuff, you know, looking at most recent tournaments, BFLs, right. local clubs, um, and, and, you know, Googling stuff. And like you said, leading into the YouTube. Yeah. I mean, this, the most simple thing you can do is you get online, never even look at a map of the lake that you're going to. You didn't have to do that quite yet. You can get online, search the name of the body of water you're going to, look at your BFL results, your FLW results, BASS results, any tournament trail you can find, whether it's a local or a big national one. Get on there, look at weights. It'll give you the time and date of that, you know, last event. You can see what the weights look like. A lot of times, you know, like the BFLs and all that, they give you baits that were like top five baits or whatever. Get on there, look at that. You know, from there, you can go on to YouTube. A lot of times there's, you know, previous shows. There's local guys that just go out fishing and GoPro stuff. You know, you can learn a bit from that. Um, and then from there, you can really start digging. You can get into form boards. You can get, you know, like, the Potomac's obviously a big title system. So you can get on some of these forums and read about the title system. You know, guys, hey, I've been catching them better at high tide than low tide or whatever the deal is. And just figure out what the, you know, what the bite's kind of been like. Um, another big thing I like to do, especially with a river system like that, is go back and look at your last three or four months of weather. You know, what, what kind of weather have they had? Because, you know, like I was just reading an article on, um, I think it was that same BFL, and they got a lot of rain the last, you know, two, three months. And what that did was it dirtied up the water. Um, and when you get a lot of dirty water in the spring, especially on a, on a you know, tidal fishery like that, um, you know, it doesn't clean up super quickly. Um, and, it, you know, past that, it's, there's supposed to be a lot of grass on, you know, in these fisheries. And um, the dirty water doesn't help that grass grow. You know, that's one of the biggest things those fish hold to, um, especially during this time of year. And into the summer is that grass and so um it kind of it it hurts you a little bit in a way but it almost it almost kind of you can spin it to really help you because you know since there's not a lot of grass that you know and it's not growing that well if you find grass that is growing decently there's gonna be fish in it like there are there's gonna be bait fish around um and there's there's gonna be bass following right behind that so 
you know, it, it kind of, you can spin it to help you, um, you know, and as well, you can kind of, you know, if you really want to, you can just nix the grass and say, you know what, there's not that much. I only have two days of practice. I'm not going to waste them looking for grass. I'm going to go fish, you know, riprap walls. I'm going to go fish docks, pilings, bridges, current breaks. You know, you can, you can go focus on all that stuff, which will have fish on it as well. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of just, it helps you eliminate a little bit of your practice time and narrow down where you want to spend your time. But, um, so anyway, so that's how I kind of look into to some of the, you know, basic stuff that's just scratching the surface. Um, and then again, you know, like I said, I mean, get on YouTube, see what kind of baits guys like to throw, see what the river kind of looks like almost. Then you get on Google Earth and, you know, you just scour every little piece you can. I mean, you can look where the docks are. You can find out where there's shallow spots, maybe where... Depending if the picture was taken during the summer, you can see where there normally is grass when the water is clean. Um, you know, so there's just there's a ton of little stuff that you can do, um, you know, in terms of trying to find little nuggets of knowledge online, um, even if you've never been there. Um, so that's kind of part of it. I know I talked about this in another episode previously. Um, another thing I do is I get on Instagram and I'll search hashtags, I'll search places, I'll search you know local anglers, I'll look at tagged posts, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a ton of stuff you can kind of scavenge through on Instagram too, and just find little pieces that like, oh hey, well this guy was doing that, that might look decent. Maybe I'll try that, or you know, oh this is a color. Obviously, like I've seen five guys throwing a jig that that's color. It must be a popular color. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of part of it, you know, that's kind of part of finding, uh, you know, some information on those, those bodies of water, um, and then I guess, you know, it gets into the whole boat situation, that's a lot, you know, then it's, what's that face? I don't know, what's the boat, what's the boat situation, I'm not sure what that is. Prepping, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Equipment prep, so you, you have fishing, tech, uh, you know, techniques and tactics and baits, what you're going to need. Yep. Uh, obviously, all that. And like Nick said, you, you use Google forum boards, uh, BBC boards. Uh, they have fishing reports by state. You can go look at the local fishing clubs, all that stuff. The Instagram, using the hashtags, go to the search explore page. You know, just get a feel for, uh, you know, if, that, if you see a certain bait, blah, blah. You watch all the YouTube videos from when the tour was there, blah, blah, blah. But then you have your tournament equipment prep which if you overlook that you're going to be shooting yourself in the foot because you know you you have a reel that's not ready to go and blows up on you on a five pounder and it costs you a tournament or you're you know you're leaking oil somewhere where you didn't catch it and now you're stranded you can't weigh in a good bag so the last thing you want to happen is to uh, Mm -hmm. not do well in a tournament because of equipment so that's kind of the yeah that's the next big piece is you know you've done all this research um, you know, you've done everything you can by not physically being there at the body of water. You do all the research prior to um, and prep that way, you know, map studies and all that good stuff. And then it, you kind of turn over into the next phase, which is going through your equipment. So if you're, you know, you're taking your boat and all your rods and reels, you're going through your motor, you're taking the cowling off, you're making sure everything looks good there. You know, you're, you're checking your oil levels, making sure you got good fresh gas in there with, you know, some stable in there. Um, you're checking your batteries, making sure all the water levels and your battery are good. You know, everything on your trolling motor is good. There's not line twisted up in your prop under the trolling motor. You know, your graphs are good. How about, you know, here's a big thing that I've seen a lot of guys do. They get all the way out there to a tournament. Oh, I don't have a mapping chip for this area. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, you better check out your maps. Make yeah. sure you have the maps that work in that area. So get on, on your, your get on your units because here's, here's another, you know, different thing that a lot of people from Michigan, you know, or even, you know, 
just let's say not from a tidal fishery don't realize when you get on a tidal fishery a lot of your um your units you know will actually tell you your tidal times it'll tell you when the tide is rising when it's falling um, how high and how low it's getting what's normal pool it'll tell you the cycle it'll give you a preview of what it's going to be in three four hours i mean all that stuff so you know, one of the things you can do is hop in your boat, turn your graph on, scroll over to that body of water, make sure you've got, you know, a Navionics chip, a Lake Master chip, whatever it is, Insight Genesis, all that good stuff. You've got a, a mapping chip for that body of water. And then just go through the unit and look and just see. I mean, it's going to give you some information right there. You know, it might tell you where some, some you know, hard spots are, some rocks, some rock walls. Maybe it'll tell you where some grass is normally at. Um, so just go through your unit and kind of maybe pre-mark some stuff. Say, hey, this kind of looks good on the map, and I'm, I'm going to put a stop sign right there, and we're going to check it out while we're there. Hey, maybe you, you roll through for five minutes, and it's just not at all looking right, and you're like, okay, well, whatever, you know, nix that one on to the next one. But um, that's another, you know, thing you can do just from home, just looking at the map and, and setting new waypoints. Um, yep. So. Yep, and, and checking different maps, you know, Navionics Online versus CMAP Genesis versus Lake Master. If you yep. have access to all those, they're all good. You know, so I'm going to show a little different stuff. So being able to take some time, research online, find all those those maps that you can. Uh, like like Nick said, looking aerial areas, uh, aerial photos, Google Google Earth, uh, satellite view, checking all that stuff. So yeah. and uh, and doing that also so you know where you can and cannot run. Um, right. So that's a big that's a big thing too. When I go to a new lake, especially like a river or a tidal system, a lot of times you know you want to go in a bait shop, you want to talk fishing with a guy to get an idea of what you're doing um you know if you're talking to them before off limits but i want to talk to guys to go hey well, you know what should i look out for here when i'm running uh where's the danger zones you know where isn't marked that i probably shouldn't be that i need to be careful because you go to a new body of water and you, there's a boulder here a boulder there you don't know what's up here in this river maybe the mapping's not good on this this system of water or this body of water you know you talk to those local guys about Hey, where is it safe to run and where is it not to run? Because, you know, that's information that, you know, you can get any time and that's not going to help you aid to catch fish. It's just keeping your equipment, uh, you know, safe, keeping yourself safe so you can you can go fishing. And people overlook that, too. They want to find out how to catch the fish. But I, you know, I want to know how to <laughs> how to get back home, get back <laughs> right. to weigh in without uh, blowing up my engine or tearing a lower unit off. Yeah. So just no, another that's... thing to think about when you're prepping from the equipment side. That's that's a absolutely great point. And then uh you know, basically from there it's like, you know, hook up the truck, check tire pressure, make sure your yep. tires are good and get rolling down the road. Check so your lights. Check make your sure lights, you check your yeah, lights. You know, that. don't overlook that kind of stuff. Check your lights, check your you know, your brakes, your brake uh you know, make sure you got don't have fluid leaking around your brakes or anything, your hubs, make sure your hubs don't have grease leaking or anything like your that your blinker fluid always check <laughs> your blinker fluid <laughs> you know, be you know low on them, them piston fluid. bangers make sure you service those yep. you yep. know your twang bar you gotta make sure that's good i mean all that <laughs> stuff those are important <laughs> make sure you have your nuts and your uh, brake calipers that's right the, the, the boltless, design boltless design is a bad design it's a bad design uh, still the boltless design for some reason just doesn't hold it seems to fall off yep so. it's not good so no. okay so we've kind of broken down you know the steps to take when you're breaking down a new body of water um maybe maybe a little sporadic there but for the most part it's you know break it down at home first gather all the information you can online talk to people for off limits see what baits you think you're going to need make sure you know how to run the body of water get your maps get your equipment all get that get it in line that sets you up for success now one piece about that is 
Nick, you talked about it a little bit in the Pickwick event that you won um, in the last podcast and just not letting so much of that information go to your head and spin you out um, when you get to the blo- that body of water and things are different. Right, no. Because they, they, it changes really fast, and the goal with all that information gathering is to give you a starting point um, with, and, and give you as much information as possible especially when it comes down to being able to run to new areas and, and having ideas of where you want to go and check and do things. But if you get so rigid with that, a lot of times you're behind the fish. You're behind the fish. You're behind the fish. You're playing the, the doc talk game, the information game, and you get caught up in that, and you don't give yourself enough time to go out there and fish by your gut. And so, you know, recently when I was at Smith Mountain Lake, I had guys asking me. I had the high schoolers I took asking me, what do you think, what it's going to be, what it's going to do. And that time of year during the spring, I'm like, I don't know. I I have ideas. You you have generalizations, but you got to get to the body of water. You got to see the water color, the temperature. Maybe that grass is topped out. Shouldn't be, but maybe it is. May you know maybe or maybe the the water's really low or it really dirty. You just don't know. So when you put yourself in a little in a box that and you give yourself one game plan uh, and don't adjust when you get there, you, you're setting yourself up for uh, a failure, in my opinion. No, I, and I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I, I just talked to, to Jack, um, you know, earlier this week, and, um, you know, they're they're out at Chesapeake Bay, which is kind of on the same tidal system as Potomac River, um, just a different branch, basically. And uh, Jack's never fished a, a tidal water, I don't believe. So he was kind of asking me about the tides a little bit and this and that. And, um, you know, I kind of told him at one point, I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong, you want to learn the tides, you want to figure all that kind of, figure that stuff out, because there are, major bite windows um when the water's rising and falling um and at different points of the tide but um you know i've heard a lot a lot of guys like especially in pros and all that you know they say when i go to a body of water a tidal fishery i only have such i have such limited time to learn this stuff i don't even worry about it i just go fishing i don't even worry about the tide he's like you know what i get it like he's like I, i mean don't get me wrong i make a conscious effort to be in my core area, my best big fish area when the tide is right, you know, whether that's right when the tide's coming up, right when it starts to fall, or, you know, the low tides normally when guys get a lot of bites, you know, they make sure they're in their best areas, but at the same time, they're not sitting there overthinking and overwhelming themselves with this new concept of the tides that they haven't fished ever, you know, they're just going and doing their game, fishing their strengths, and, you know, trying to figure out where these fish are located, and then, you know, from there, maybe you can kind of start to break down a little bit of the tide, but, um, you can't get, you know, bogged down with the details. You know, you just got to make sure you have a general idea of what you want to do, set up a game plan, but be ready to pivot. Be yep. ready to figure out the fish and, and know that, you know, okay, if the fish are here, maybe they're going here. This is the weather that's coming. If the weather comes, what do I think they'll do? Are they going to back off? Are they going to push up shallower? So you just kind of have to try and, you know, get ahead of yourself not and don't get bogged down with the present details or, you know, in that practice, make sure that you're trying to stay ahead of the game, ahead of the fish. Um, but, you know, don't don't overwhelm yourself with so much information and doc talk and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, and just, you know, that first bite tells you a lot and you go off of that, you know, you don't pay attention to that bite you get that first one. Where did it come from? How did it bite? What's the tail look like? What's that fish look like? Post-spawn? Pre-spawn? Is it light? Is it dark? Where the, Where's it hanging out? You know, why'd you get that bite? And I would, I like going off that first bite more than going off of all that other information. Because yep. that first bite is real. That That's that's real time. And yeah, you get flukes here and there. But a lot of times that, that'll give you an idea 
of okay that fish came out of grass in this depth it's a dark fish so maybe it's resident so maybe there's a lot of resident fish in here who knows you know you got to put all those puzzle pieces together um and like nick said not get so caught up in the information beforehand right. and uh keep keep an open mind yeah and, so and go from there well that's kind of part of my my tournament prep there um you know there's obviously a lot of other small stuff in there but that's the general stuff and but uh yeah i mean it's it's gonna be you know it's gonna be fun getting out there to potomac man there's a ton a ton of fish in that fishery um you know I, I think the grass game is a fun game i like offshore but um you know again i, I like shallow fishing as well so i'm kind of going to be torn on what i want to do jared has been jacked up let me <laughs> tell you what man he has been texting me and calling me and just like dude he's got all these ideas he's he's ready you can tell he's been sitting in an office working for a while because he's ready to fish so yep. i'm excited to yep. get on the water with him um you know and, and go swing on a few but uh yeah, it should be it should be a good time. I mean, there's some some big bags coming out of there. You know, I, I've heard uh, I've heard multiple multiple guys now saying like it's gonna take over twenty a day. All right, well let's 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 just put it on on record record right here. Oh gosh, uh, what's what's it gonna take to win three day total? What's it gonna take to win Potomac River FLW National Championship for the collegiate? You know, the side. weather looks steady. I think. Um, you know, everything leading up to this is, is really pointing towards, you know, an over 20. I, I think that um, I think that if you've got, after three days, you got 62 pounds and 8 ounces, I think you're going to be right 62, there. 62.8. Yep. Okay. I think you're going to be real dang close. I am I am going to go lower. Okay. Um, because... The BFL All American is there, oh, yeah. and there's there's going to be a lot of fish caught by those guys, and you're going to be following them up. So not that I don't think the fishery can produce like that, I just think what's going to I think the winners will. There's two ways. They're either going to have two big days and an off day, or they're going to have three real consistent days of like high, you know, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Um, I don't I think that. I don't think someone's going to do twenty plus for three days in a row. I, that's just my opinion. I am gonna say it's gonna take. It's gonna take. Fifty three pounds and eight ounces. Okay. Fifty three eight. You're gonna hold ten pounds lower. See, but you know what? And it's funny because I obviously I'm fishing it, so I'm just like I'm hopeful. I'm shooting for the stars. I'm like, man, it's gonna be a blowout. We're gonna friggin' smash them. Like, but historically, ninety nine point nine percent of the tournaments that we fished ever. The weights are always lower than what you think. You're always like, "Oh, dude, yeah. they're gonna smash, dude. It's gonna be a hundred pounds, dude." And then it's like, "Oh, we we caught like ten pounds a day." Yeah, I can't remember the last time that they said it should only take this and everybody caught more. Yeah, like no. it's it's very very rare that happens. I think, I just think you know, there's a lot, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on that body of water with that tournament. A lot of guys are gonna find the same stuff. A lot of guys are gonna be sharing fish and they're gonna be sharing pressured fish. Um, this is what I'm gonna be really interested to see because. The, the Potomac has a lot of local holes, and those are going to get really beat up. They're great areas. They always have fish in them. Um, you know, and I think that, obviously, the All-American guys are going to beat that up, and then the college guys are going to follow that up. So I'm really interested to see if, um, you know, someone from 
you know, either one of the local holes is going to win, you know, either the All-American or the College Nationals, either of the two, if it's one off a local hole or if it's one off someone who went way way out of the beaten path, found something totally to themselves that's not pressured, maybe not a lot of fish there, but they could take their time and fish for those specific bites and not, you know, maybe they're not catching 30, 40 fish a day, but they're catching five good ones a day. So I'm, I'm interested to see if the guy that, that kind of takes a chance and gets away from the crowd, if he's going to be the one to win it or if it's going to be a guy out of the local hole. Yep, that's great questions. So we got the, we got the guesses on the weights. Um, how do you think it's going to be one? Give me your top three baits that you think are going to play um, that it's going to basically be one on, and okay. whether that's you or anybody else. This, these, are the, these are the baits you need to be throwing top three. I think uh, right out the gate, I think one of the best baits you can be throwing right now, uh, especially knowing that the grass isn't crazy high there right now. It sounds like it's been a slower grow um, than normal at this time of year with that dirty water. Um, I think that a chatterbait is going to be huge because you can cover water with it. It's going to let that fish locate the bait in the dirty water, um, you know, and, and it's just it's a great bait around on the tops of grass. So if that grass isn't topped out, perfect, throw it over the top. I mean, I think that's going to be great. Um, number two. Uh, I think a Senko. I mean, that's this time of year, post-spawn and pre-spawn. Even in dirtier water, just still a Senko. Oh, yeah. It don't yeah. matter. If you throw a black and blue Senko, they'll eat that, man. Heck, I, green I agree with you. I just didn't know what, what your game plan changes there. If it's dirty water and you want to throw a finesse bait, how do you how are you adjusting there? Cause think about it. Think about uh, – let me think. All right, go back to the Forest Wood Cup when uh, Brad – was it Brad Knight? Was that his name? Yeah. He won it, right? Watch, uh, yeah, down in Arkansas. Yeah, there. right? So he was basically – power fishing with a with a uh, morning dawn you know right. drop shot in dirty water sure so yeah. i, I it, it don't could think be done yeah. i don't think it can't be i no. just didn't know if that changed your color no, selection oh maybe yeah sure it's gonna change my color selection i mean i'll see when i get there but i'm or sure maybe you a, throw like a swimming cinco or uh you know sure something with a paddle on it sure. or a g-tail or something yeah, that, that gives it water. yeah i didn't know if you adjust with something like that but regardless It'll be some type bait. of stick bait yep. worm. some kind of stick bait yeah. and then um I'm going to have to say, you know, I, I just, I think I, I'm hopeful for this one. I think a frog. I want them to eat a frog real good. You know, I think that's just a fun bite. Obviously, you can cover some water with that. But I, I don't think it'll be a frog. I think it'll be more of like a popper. I think it'll be like a, um, you know, like a pop bar, basically. I think that's gotcha. going to be a big player there. So, no. I think between chatterbait, stickbait, and a popper, um, I think you can catch a lot of fish. So, I think those are going to be some top three baits. I think a lot of, you're going to see a lot of fish weighed in on those three. Um, or some kind of top water, maybe not a pop bar, but so. so top water. I'll have them all three tied on. Chatterbait and a Cinco. You heard it here. I think, what did I say, 53.8, and you said. Six, 62 pounds, 8 ounces. 62.8. That's going to be my bag because I'm going to have the winning <laughs> bag, so I'm going to guess my bag weight. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. All right, that's cool, man. I we're, we're really excited for this one, FLW College National Championship on Potomac River. Be watching for that one. Uh, hopefully we'll get this podcast out before the tournament so people hear it and hear how we thought it was going to go and maybe we're dead wrong yeah it's happened probably. quite a few times but uh oh, i think man. it's pretty typical out there you stick with the stuff that i mean you see the same kind of stuff working every year it's grass it's grass yeah, i mean there's only so much you're really going to get away with doing in grass and for the most part that's where the winning bags come from but how many teams from adrian are in this one 38 yep yep 38 30, teams yeah. from adrian yeah we, we pretty much there's we only 50 the teams but we got the whole <laughs> we got the whole squad there no it's uh i want to say 
five it's five teams or seven i can't remember it's like it's so many teams that we barely had enough boats to get guys there get the guys yeah yeah so i i think i think it's i want to say seven teams awesome i'm gonna go high that's awesome but so yeah it's gonna be a good one hoping the guys from uh from adrian can put it put it together i know there's a lot of good grass fishermen on this team being from michigan a lot of guys you guys fish grass a lot Mm -hmm. um have done well out there before on the potomac have done well in the new york area and a lot of grass fisheries so really looking forward to this one be watching guys we'll do a we'll do a post recap after uh yeah after the whole thing we'll see how far off i was it'll probably only be by an ounce but no that's fine (laughs) i mean we'll see uh no yeah hopefully i get to come back and recap and uh you know, be holding the crown Hopefully we'll here. we'll be talking about the Forestwood Cup and what you think is going to oh win that. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm, whew, that would be something else. I'd be, be awesome. I'd be losing it. I, w- yep. I wouldn't sleep for a whole month. So, <laughs> no, we'll see, man. I'm excited. But um, I think, uh, you know, I think it's about time that uh, we go fish some grass ourselves here. I'm looking at a beautiful We might lake have to go fish some window. grass. It looks pretty decent out right now. I think we might have to hit the lake, folks. So we yep. don't mean to cut it short, but. Yeah, well, this was a good one. This was like thirty minutes, so a lot of info here, guys. We're gonna, we're gonna, like Nick said, cut it here. We're gonna get on the water for a little bit. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Anything you guys want to hear us talk about? If you want to learn more about pre-tournament prep, send us a DM. Uh, hopefully, be getting a video up on that, and maybe some articles in the future talking pre-tournament prep. If Heck you yeah. and anything you want us to talk about in future episodes, send us a DM. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll answer your questions. That's what I want to know. I want to kind of hear some feedback from. I, I yep. know I've gotten a lot of feedback from uh, you know not only high school guys but a lot of college guys. Um, you know, you guys have been listening and, and liking the podcast so far. So uh, we love to hear that feedback. You know, that just motivates us more to do it. Um, and you know, we want we want to hear what you guys want to talk about. I mean. You know, I, I know I got a ton of guys all around the country that are, you know, different types of fishing and different stages of fishing that they're in, you know. Right. So, I mean, you know, please give us a shout out. DM us, like Caleb said. Let us know what you want to hear because, uh, you know, we'll talk it all. So For sure. For sure. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. We will be back next time. All right. Peace. Peace.